What's the big deal? It's just some documents in a box. We've all done it, right? We're in the middle of a move from one place to another, and we just start shoving shit anywhere. Donnie was making a hasty exit, and he probably didn't notice the 700 pages of material he was shoving into a box with his cute photo of Melania next to it. Let's be real here. For me, it's simple. Donnie made a mistake. And when the Justice Department called him after he left the White House, they said, Donnie, Donnie, you might have taken some documents that uh, we really should have burned. You think you could have one of your Mar-a-Lago valets just FedEx the uh, documents back? Now, if this was a normal president, he would have apologized, got on Trump air, and brought the fucking documents back himself. But you know the rest. For more on this, let's bring in CNN senior law enforcement analyst, former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, and our CNN contributor, former Nixon White House Counsel John Dean. Uh, gentlemen, thanks so much for being with us. I just want to hold up this front page of the New York Times because you know people might be asking you, what's the big deal with these documents? Why, why, why are we making such a fuss of Trump having these documents? Mar-a-Lago, U.S. feared. Trump files put spies at risk. I mean, that sums it up right there. The, the fear is, is that our U.S. spies may have put it, been put at risk uh, in all of this. Uh, Andrew, your thoughts? Jim, it's just absolutely stunning. I mean, this sort of information is the life bread of our national security apparatus. The collection of source information, the collection of signals intelligence, which is overhears the communications of foreign uh, governments and foreign terrorist entities, all kinds of things, uh, FISA coverage, so our own court-authorized interceptions of, of uh, those sorts of intelligence, and of course, human intelligence. These are people who literally, whose lives are literally on the line every single day. I know everyone is talking about these documents. And second to that, they are talking about the release of an affidavit that outlined why the FBI had to go into Mar-a-Lago and what could be obstruction of justice charges. For us here at the Trump Mafia headquarters, this is why we did this. We were ahead of the curve as always, waiting on the day that our buddy would slip up. We thought maybe it would be something more sinister, something a little more gangster, but missing files? The FBI is investigating former President Trump for potentially violating the Espionage Act. That's just one of the bombshells contained in the federal search warrant for top secret documents that Mr. Trump allegedly stashed away at his Florida mansion when he left office. Today, at the request of Attorney General Merrick Garland and with no objection from the former president, a judge publicly released the warrant and a list of items FBI agents seized during their search of Mar-a-Lago on Monday. The list includes a trove of top secret and classified documents, information about the president of France, a handwritten note, binders of photos, and the grant of clemency Mr. Trump gave to his longtime ally, Roger Stone. FBI agents also laid out several crimes that President Trump may have committed to justify their search of his home. 
Federal investigators say Mr. Trump may have broken the law under the Espionage Act, which prohibits the unauthorized possession of national security information that could harm the United States or help America's adversaries. They say he also may have violated a federal law that makes it a crime to destroy, conceal, or alter documents to obstruct a government investigation. One of the more interesting twists of the last few weeks is that inside some of that paperwork, there is national security information in regards to human sources used by the CIA and other entities inside the intelligence gathering operations of our country. These human sources across the world are individuals who put their lives on the line. In plain terms, they're kind of like spies. They work for us. Now, let's make a wild speculation here. There's two reasons to hold on to documents. The first being is you're just a scatterbrain and when packing your shit, you really didn't know what you were grabbing or what was in the documents. The second reason is way more sinister and I won't even speculate right now. See, I listened to a podcast named Pod Save the World and one of the hosts, Ben Rhodes, worked in the White House. It's a good podcast. The way he describes the handling of these classified documents that he had and the fact that there were actual physical burn bags. These were bags to burn highly classified material. He also said when he traveled with this material, there was a bag. It was cumbersome. It had locks on it. And this allowed you to take documents outside the White House, not flush them in a toilet with your notes on it. This is high-level shit, man. So what you want me to believe is no one around Trump realized that he was taking these things? It doesn't add up. Joining me now is former FBI Special Agent Asha Rangappa. She's an assistant dean at Yale. And I spoke to Michael Cohen this morning about this investigation, and he said that Donald Trump, when I asked him why did he take the stuff, He said he thinks that Donald Trump may have taken the documents so that if he is indicted one day, that he has some leverage. Take a listen to that. I want to ask your thoughts on the other side. I believe he was going to hold the United States hostage. I believe that he was going to use it as a bargaining chip or a get out of jail free card in the event that the DOJ indicted him, which I believe that they will. Or if in fact that they were going to incarcerate him, he would tell them, listen, I have 20 copies of these 184 documents, you know, that I will send to China, North Korea, Russia, Iran, whoever, Saudi Arabia, if in fact that you go ahead, indict me and incarcerate me. What's your read on Michael Cohen's analysis? Is that plausible given his past behavior? I mean, how do you how would the DOJ respond to something like that, given the fact that there is a risk to our national security? If he blackmails, you know, the DOJ, what do they do? That becomes another crime, really. Uh, I mean, listen, I think what Michael Cohen is getting at is, you know, I mean, he's speculating about motives. We've, we've thought about other motives. The question is why? This is the million dollar question. Why did he hang on to this information or these documents? Why did he refuse to give them back? And I think that, you know, when it comes to Donald Trump, there can be a number of potential explanations. One can just be control. He has always controlled information, whether it, it's his 
you know, grades, it's his health, it's his wealth, it's, uh, you know, the amount that he's paying to his mistresses. He needs to control that information and have a vacuum in which to operate. It could be paranoia. He does not trust the intelligence community. He may be wondering, what do they have on me? And just wanted to hoard it and Uh, figure it out. uh. And profit is always, you know, that could be a motive too. But to this date, we still don't have an actual explanation for why he was holding them. And I think that the possibility that he could try to disclose or what's called in legal terms, gray mail the government if they try to Mm. prosecute Mm. him um, is something that the Department of Justice is going to have to grapple with in terms of how they might bring charges moving forward with regard to this closely held information if they decide to prosecute him on this front, because it is they can't they don't want to disclose the information that they're trying to protect. And he could try to force their hand in in what should what is normally an open uh, criminal justice process. So we know the drill at this point with Trump and his cronies, the Republican right politicians who are geniuses he does some fucked up shit and his sycophants come up with solid reasoning as to why he's right and this is all just some left-wing media conspiracy senator lindsey graham raising eyebrows with these comments following the fbi's retrieval of at least 184 classified documents from mar-a-lago If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. Joining us now, New York Magazine Washington correspondent Olivia Nutzi and New York One political reporter Emily No. Olivia, how should one read what Lindsey Graham just said there? How can you tell if there's a difference? I mean, did he live through the insurrection? I I didn't think that Lindsey Graham was uh, overly concerned about political violence uh, in the wake of that over these last few months that he has been uh, defending the former president. Uh, I I think, you know, it's an attempt to fearmonger and uh, uh, it's, it's not all that surprising given how Lindsey Graham has kind of done everything and said anything that he could think of to try and support the former president. But um, it's, you know, it's as if the insurrection did not happen to say that as if uh, as if something like that has never happened before. And it would be completely unprecedented for the former president's supporters to do that. Uh, it sounds pretty ridiculous. Emily, I do hope that Senator Graham understands the weight of his words. He seems to be simultaneously uh, indicating that he believes president, the former president to be above the law, but also potentially inciting violence. And this is the same Lindsey Graham, who the day after there was rioting in the streets, insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th said, count me out, enough is enough. But also the same Lindsey Graham, um, who is trying to resist the the grand jury probe into potential election interference Mm. in Georgia by Donald Trump and his allies. So it seems that his fealty is fluid, but he does seem to be saying what conveniences him right now. I can confidently say there are few people walking planet Earth that on sight for me would get punched in the face or worse. And one of those despicable human beings is this guy, Lindsey Graham. So Lindsey goes on Fox News and he makes comments about riots in the streets and the backlash that would happen if Trump was prosecuted. Good job, Lindsey, you fucking piece of dog shit, ingrate, fake fucking excuse for a human and the reason America is a laughingstock around this world. Really? After what happened on January 6th, 
you make that statement, there is a special place in the pits of Dante's Inferno for this fuckwad, a circle of hell that should be tailored for people like him and Marjorie Taylor Greene and other pseudo-Christian right who might be the walking contradictions of the century. Now let me tell you how I really feel. They do not want him in there and they're so hell-bent on it. Guess what? We now know that there was an FBI informant at Mar-a-Lago, an FBI informant working at Mar-a-Lago. Who is that and how many other FBI informants are around President Trump on a daily basis, working at his clubs, working at Mar-a-Lago, or maybe bed minister, or on his staff? These are the things I want to know because they're traitors. They are traitors and they're helping the deep state and they're helping the people. These are the enemies within. These are the real enemies. Now that I got that off my chest, let's get into what has been the bread and butter of my career. Taking documents from the criminal justice system and breaking them down into narrative stories in a fashion that makes sense for regular humans. Top line here, This is what we're looking at. The boxes allegedly included 184 unique documents with classification markings, including 67 marked as confidential, 92 marked as secret, and 25 marked as top secret. Now, Trump has denied reports that some of the documents were tied to nuclear weapons. Well, thank God. The FBI said some of the documents were marked HCS, referring to clandestine human sources or intelligence personnel and SI, which is information derived from monitoring foreign communication channels. The affidavit alleges several of the documents also contain what appears to be Trump's handwritten notes. Fantastic. And we are joined now by Eric Trump, executive vice president of the Trump Organization, and of course, one of the sons of the 45th president of the United States. Eric, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you? Greg, it's good to be back on. Listen, I'm pissed off. I think the entire country is is upset right now. Um, You know, what the FBI did, what this administration did, Greg, is just absolutely unthinkable. And it's, uh, it's hard to believe we actually live in the United States of America when you see these antics when you see these tactics when you see kind of you know third world behavior it's just uh it's truly shocking tell people what this has been like for you and your family first off kind of on a personal level then i have some questions for you but has this just been absolutely insane well it it is the the problem honestly steven i'm so desensitized to it at this point you know what i mean like i'm so used to this not you know it's basically russia 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 version you know 29.0 they needed the fbi's hrt the hostage rescue team, Stephen, like the SEAL teams of the FBI uh, to serve this warrant from Donald Trump when they have literally in writing like, hey, we're ready to cooperate. What do you need from us? He actually met with them. He discussed this with them. It's an intimidation tactic. It's like the Gestapo at this point. A search warrant and property receipt unsealed days after the FBI's August 8th search of Trump's Palm Beach, Florida home indicated that the former president is under investigation for several potential crimes, including possible violations of the Espionage Act and potential obstruction of justice charges. An affidavit 
prosecutors said there was probable cause to believe that additional classified documents or presidential records subject to record retention requirements would be found at Mar-a-Lago and that there was also probable cause to believe that evidence of obstruction would be found on the premises. I've heard reports that the Justice Department is also looking at surveillance footage from Mar-a-Lago where documents are being put in separate containers and that some of the documents were located in a guest room of the residence in a closet. All great locations for uh, highly classified material, if I do say so myself. You know, I think this is an attack on our constitutional republic. I think it's an attack on the rule of law. This is the FBI being used as a political weapon against your opponents. And do I think the director of the FBI knew? Absolutely. Do I think the attorney general knew? Absolutely. I can't vouch for how far it went up. And they may have tried to keep the White House at, at arm's length. But, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the White House knew. But I can tell you I'm not surprised with Christopher Wray. I've challenged him before on whether or not it's constitutional to to allow foreign intelligence warrants to be used against Americans. You'll remember when they spied on Trump to begin with, it was a foreign intelligence court and warrant. This is not really the same constitutional standard as the Fourth Amendment. And so they don't have to prove probable cause. And it was a terrible thing that we allowed to happen in our country. And it should never be used against a Republican or a Democrat candidate. But he allowed that and agrees with that. So I'm not surprised that he also would allow something like this to happen. But this is, it's demoralizing for the country and it takes away so much faith in our law enforcement to say, oh my goodness, they're going to use the FBI to go after people they disagree with politically. It's, this is a sad moment for our country. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, but the thing is, I like to know what ha I like to know what the warrant says, number one. Number two, I would like to know if the, does the, does the Department of Justice understand it's in their best interest to start speaking out? They're overwhelming any message that you think Democrats want to talk about with these bills passing. This is smothering everything. Do you think it's incumbent on them, not hopeful, but do you think it's incumbent on them to speak out today or tomorrow and say, what were you doing? As much as we like the newfound palace intrigue down in Florida, it still is a sad testament of our country that this will dominate the news cycle yet again. And let's be honest, it remains to be seen whether Merrick Garland and his U.S. attorneys will finally bring the hammer down. And Donnie, with a criminal charge on his jacket, can ride off into the sunset and work on his short game on one of his golf courses. Trump's influence, his ethos, and his power has fundamentally changed Washington, D.C., and I would argue the world. In Brazil, current President Bolsonaro is already saying the current election that he's in, where he is predicted to lose by a landslide, is rigged. Sound familiar? Where do we go from here is a 24-hour news cycle clusterfuck because there is no doubt. Teflon Donnie can yet again duck and move from any legal pitfalls, he will be the Republican nominee. I have no doubts. And if we think things are crazy now, I can't imagine our world again MAGA-infused. <laughs>